Brands on Brands. Hey, this is Owen Video at thevideomarketingschool.com. And if you want to build a brand that really matters, that impacts people and changes lives, then you've got to listen to the Brands on Brands podcast with my good friend, Brandon Burkmeyer. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are ready for the show today. Are you an expert in your industry looking to grow their YouTube presence so that they can grow their influence? Well, what do you guys need? You need to learn from an expert. Today, I have one of those for you here to tell you how they do it and how they teach it to their students. How do you grow your YouTube channel, the strategies, the tactics to getting viewers, to creating content, and to creating a show top to bottom? His name is no other than Owen Video, Owen Video from thevideomarketingschool.com and also at Owen Video on all social channels. He provides high-level YouTube strategy for brands and industry thought leaders. Their techniques are proven to be highly effective at driving and creating and scaling success on YouTube with videos that leverage not just the YouTube algorithm, but hundreds of minutes of watch time from targeted audiences to bring to you the skills, the tools you need to get going. Their clients understand their framework, which they teach. It's their proprietary knowledge, which they call the Video Pro Framework. We talk a little bit about that today, how you can use it for your video potential creation strategy, how to get going, how to launch, and how to maximize the video output while minimizing the effort, the labor, the costs, all the things that scare you from getting started. I put that question out there. It's so hard to get started. Why do people not start? What should they do to get started? And we talk to that. Not just that, we also talk about how do you get your first thousand subscribers? Because that's a question that's always on people's minds and tons of great content for you today. I hope you guys are excited as I am. And we'll dive into that and more with our guest, Owen Video. Here we go. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm excited for everyone listening today. We get to welcome our guest, Owen Video, to the show. First off, thanks for being here. Hey, I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason I'm excited today is that we get to dive deeper for something that we don't talk a ton about with experts like you, which is video content. And we're going to gear that towards personal branding today. And this isn't obviously a new topic for a lot of people. Video has been around a long time, but so many people are still afraid of <laughs> launching video, doing video for themselves, for their businesses. So let's start there. Why is video important for personal brand businesses? What's the role of it? Why is it so important? You know, I think that video is the only thing. You know, I saw a great post the other day that said online marketing is now video marketing. And there's that, that, that is the truth of the scenario, right? It used to be like, oh, you've got SEO and you've got like Facebook and social media marketing. You've got video marketing and YouTube and these different things. But really, they've all come together now and it's video 
right? Like it's video that everyone is paying attention to. I'm not saying that there isn't room for like some SEO blogs and, and there isn't room for like social media marketing, but what are you posting, right? Like what keeps people on your page longer? Video, what keeps people engaged more on social? It's video, you know? So video marketing is not a part of your marketing anymore. It is your marketing and everything else stems off from there. Now, the scientific reasons that it's important is, number one, I think this is so key, is the parasocial relationship oh, here we go. that happens between, I know, right? It just got serious. <laughs> it just got serious. Parasocial relationship, what that means is it's a one-way media relationship. And we establish this with the people that we see on screen. So when you log into my channel every week and you see my smile and you see my personality, and you see my set, right? You, you become sort of part of that world and you start to develop relationship with me. And that relationship naturally turns into trust and credibility. And in some cases, some really great long-term friendships, you know, with people that, that are watching your videos. And that, that of course, you know, it extends into leads and sales and, and, and brand awareness. But you cannot accomplish this with a Facebook post, with an Instagram post, or even with faceless videos. Now, I want to put a pin in that because there is a space for faceless videos, but the parasocial relationship happens more specifically with the eye contact and with uh, the tone of your voice and, and with seeing your set and seeing sort of the people that you're around. So video is important for creating that relationship with people that causes them to go, I know Owen, or I feel like I know Owen. And when that happens, you know, your customers become friends and, and friends become customers. And that's when you get into that sweet spot of getting a business result from, you know, a marketing venture. I'm glad you said that. I think there is a human element to this, that when you get to see someone and talk to them, the same thing, like when I'm, if I'm trying to meet someone and do business, jumping on a Facebook group and saying, hi, isn't going to do it. Yeah. But if I set up a discovery call, it might be a Zoom call or something like that. And I get to see them face to face because it's harder to see them in person. Sometimes they might be across the country. There's a relationship there that's, it's the human side of it. I get to see your face, see your reactions, see if I'm losing you or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You get to see the credibility in a person too, right? Like when, when you're talking to, you know, let's just, I have four kids. So let's just say when I'm talking to my, my son about like, you know, who, who broke the brick outside and they're like, uh, you know, I, I think it was, I think it was James, you know, and you, you can tell that there's like, there's a story they're trying to convince you of in their facial expressions and like a Zoom call or even just a pre-recorded video. Like you can tell if somebody's full of crap or not, you know, by the way that they present themselves, you know, and some people are full of crap, but they present it well. Don't get me wrong. Like that's going to happen in video or in real life anyway. But with video, you get to sort of get a sense for who that person is. And there's lots of different ways to use video, whether it is, you know, a Zoom discovery call, which I've been doing for years and years and years. I've been using Zoom for discovery calls and it's been highly effective for me. There's also sort of like, I don't know if you're familiar with Loom yep. or some of these like online quick Chrome app type video recorders and screen recorders and things like this that can send video emails to people. In fact, one of the biggest videos I did early on in my career was um, how to send a video email. And that was really effective. You know, when you meet somebody at a conference or, or in, a, in a Zoom conference or whatever, you, you know, you send them a video and say, hey, Jim, it was nice to meet you today in that Zoom call. Really lovely. You had to say blah, blah, blah. And you send them a video that says that, right? That's really, really effective. So, you know, 
you get to see the other person's face, but it also reminds us that it's not just like being successful on YouTube or making a Facebook video ad or creating, you know, screen share videos for your clients, right? Video is all of those things and it's more. And the most successful businesses will leverage video in the way that's best for them. And that's what we help our clients to do. We help our clients to sort of see like, where's your sweet spot? Where are you going to get the biggest results based on what you told me you want? Brand awareness, lead generation, subscribers, right? Of those goals, which video pathways, you know, are going to be the best for you? We figure that out first and then we help them get there. Yeah, I like that. I think there's something to be said about thinking of video not as like maybe even the final result, but as maybe your your source material. Like what is the thing that you create that will go everywhere else? But like, how do you start with this first thing Yeah, that is your pillar content or the thing that you create that then creates and goes other places? And when you're creating video first, I mean, you've done this for a long time. So you've now figured out all the different things, the nuance of how to speak, where to look, how to present yourself, how to get lighting right so that it, it looks better, how to set up the scenery, all the things. That's a lot. And that's intimidating for someone, I think, who's just getting started. But I think if I think of it as step one, like start the process of figuring out how to record your voice and get started with producing content. Uh, I think it's a different way to think about it for some people out there. Yeah, you bring up some really good points there. And it, it kind of brings me back to the four disciplines of video marketing. And we call this the video pro system. In fact, if you search the hashtag video pro, uh, you'll find a lot of our stuff. I mean, there's some other people that have used the hashtag as well, but it's like our core hashtag, right? And a video pro, what that means is a professional use of video. And for some people, that's going to be like a YouTube channel that generates subscribers, right? For others, it's going to be a YouTube channel that generates leads. And still for others, it's going to be sort of like, you know, a, a video presence that's on multiple platforms, even IGTV. Right. We believe in a YouTube first, uh, like a YouTube centric, right? Your top down content starts on YouTube and then you repurpose that into the other platforms. And the reason for that is on Facebook, you know, three seconds is a view. Let's just kind of time that out for a second. Ready? You click on the video and one, two, three, and you click off. YouTube counts that as a view and you go home and you're like, I got 267 views on Facebook today right? You got 267 people to watch your video for one, two, three seconds. That's not a view, right? That in my worldview, like that's, that's someone who just clicked on your video. They may not even have turned on sound yet. So, you know, on YouTube, a view is 30 seconds. So it's literally one view on, on Facebook is worth 10 views or one view on YouTube is worth 10 views on Facebook. And that's really, really important to, to consider why YouTube is so important because people are actually watching your content. Now, the other part of that is the four disciplines of video marketing, the video pro system. And when you master these four things, the blur of what camera should I get? How do I look better? What do I say? How do I produce it? Who edits it? Where do I share it? What if it doesn't get viewed? How do you get people to watch it? How do you get people to click on your link? All of those sort of confusing things come into very clear focus. And here's the good news. It boils down into four main points. Here they are, okay? Programming, production, 
promotion and progress, okay? The video pro system. So programming is the art of knowing what videos you're going to produce ahead of time and what you're going to say in those video videos, literally how you structure them, right? Because I see what I see a lot of video creators doing, especially business creators, is going way off the prairie. Hey, today I'm going to talk to you about XYZ. And then you end up talking about Trump and Biden in the election and this whole thing. And it's like, dude, how did you get there? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to like keep your stuff in a scaffolding. Because I promise you this, if someone tunes into a video called like how to market your business or how to do SEO, I guarantee you they are not interested in your vegan recipes or your political views, right? So you got to have scaffolding. What do you say? What do you not say? That's the programming discipline, the production discipline. What camera, light, and microphone are you going to use? And if you're filming in front of a window, you really don't even need a light. You just got to make sure you film during, during daytime hours, right? But you got to have like a setup. And we recommend a video creation station. This is a three-part system, right? It's a camera, a microphone, and a light. For example, you know, you're looking at my video creation station right now. Like I film right here every single day. I have other stations as well. That's part of what I do. I'm a YouTuber. But you only need one, right? You could just do a webcam, a light, and a microphone. And be in a place where when an email comes in or an instant message or a text message comes in and you go, oh my gosh, that would be a great video, right? Like a question from a client, you can just press record and start recording. So programming is very, very simple. You, you set up everything in a standard concrete environment so that whenever you sit down, you could technically film something. So that's production. Promotion is where you share the video, right? Like where do you upload and when? And then do you share it on Facebook? And if so, where on Facebook? How often on Facebook? You know, this is, I think, uh, do you use your email campaign? Do you share it on Instagram and how, right? Every business needs their own specific promotional plan. And it's gonna be different. For some people, I'm gonna say, yeah, like you should be sharing this on Facebook. For other people, I'm gonna be like, you know, let's wait a week, see how the video performs. And if we need help, then we'll share it in some Facebook groups, you know, that sort of thing. So that can change. And then finally, progress, right? Progress or progress as, as how, you know, the video pro system, we kind of came to a little bit of license on that. But uh, when you're looking at your progress, what you're looking at is, did people watch the video? Where did they X out of the video? How long did they watch the video? And what you're looking for really are like, right, like peaks and dips, right? And with peaks, you want to do more of that. And with dips, you want to eliminate that. So if you do a video where it's talking head, it's you the whole time, and you notice that like people watch for a minute and then it just dips, well, that's a good indication that you need to like mix up the scenery a little bit, right? My point is, is that YouTube gives you ton of, tons of analytics. And when you learn what analytics to read and when, right? Because the analytics, the first three days of a video is publishing is one thing, but after three months, you're looking at different analytics now. Knowing what to look at and when will help, will affect your programming. And you see how it comes right back into full circle. So your programming impacts your production, which then impacts where you share the video in promotion. Then you get progress reports and your progress helps to impact your programming. Master those four things and YouTube is easy and your business grows. <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there, but I appreciate you going through the whole process. I didn't want to interrupt because I think it's important for everyone to hear. 
all four stages step by step by step. And if they need to pause and you know write some notes down, they can do that. That helps your watch time. You exactly. know, your listening time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do want to dive into a couple of things. I think the programming piece is interesting. I think for a lot of people, if they are getting started and they haven't really like picked their niche yet, they might be uh, persuaded into the idea of of doing a lot of things as you were saying, which, you know, the idea of a variety show might work for like a celebrity who's already got a following. But for most of us, we do have to focus. And I'd say a lot of podcasters, which is the world I'm in, I'm I'm hoping to build a bridge today between us video creators and this podcast. It's important. It's important. (laughs) And you know, a a big chunk of our clients right now are coming from like podcasters that I I can't ignore YouTube anymore, you know? And so that's, it's a great, I mean, I think building that bridge is very important. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is like, Securing your message, I think, is is number one, figuring out that how to do that. That's big. When I look towards what YouTubers are doing well and what Owen Video and your team is doing well, is like you figured out, like you actually have to think about every day, like what is the next thing that the audience I want to speak to is hoping to learn or needs to hear to move forward and to grow. And how do you have that mindset that's a little bit different than I feel like adding baseball into my conversation today? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you focused, but it also keeps your audience. It keeps true to the promise you're making to your audience, which I think is important. They like, they know why they're watching you. Yeah. And I think that that's the very first thing that a new YouTuber or a new video creator needs to do. And that is you have to have a name for your channel and a value statement for your channel. Now in the video marketing school.com where you can enroll as a monthly membership or as a lifetime member, you know, we teach this in great depth because what I see happening with a lot of business tubers or biz tubers, right? You have a business and you want to grow to gain leads and, and, and become a leader in your industry. That's very legitimate. But what I hear is like, uh, you know, I'm Jim Jones and I, I do interviews and I share, you know, my thoughts on things and it's a really fun, energetic channel and you've uploaded no videos, but that, that's what you're telling people. Now, I get that. I I get that like, hey, you're going to be a personality worth watching. I get that. But me as the potential audience member, I need to know what's inside your package. And so what we teach you to do is say something like, you know, I'm Jim, the life coach. And on my channel, we help five-figure business owners learn the strategies to get them to six figures and beyond. So think about the difference of like, I'm Jim and I have a great personality versus I'm Jim and I teach five-figure entrepreneurs the strategies to get to six figures, okay? That's, I think, gonna bring more people into your channel. And then in the video, you show them the personality. You show them who you are, Jim, as a creator. And so having a channel name that I, I think you have some flexibility on your name can be kind of, can be kind of vague and, and like the super channel. It's like, well, but you got to have a value statement to back that up. And when you do that, you're going to find that you can get subscribers before you upload a single video. And we actually teach that in the video marketing school. That's what you want. You want to get hundred subscribers before you even upload a video. Yeah. And I, I want to dive into one of the nuances here, which is for me, I think there's a difference between Maybe someone who, whose mentality or mindset is I'm a creator first versus someone who's thinking like I'm a I'm an expert brand first. So like they might be focusing on their business or already because maybe it's doing well already and they want to add video to it. Like what is the diff? Like are they are they different? Do you approach it differently? Yeah, you you it is a different thing. So we we have like YouTubers and biz tubers. 
is sort of how we separate those things. And a YouTuber is, is someone who is making their living on YouTube, right? You make videos and, and they pay you for how many videos you make, how many views you get, and you're a professional YouTuber. A BizTuber is somebody who is, is building a YouTube channel for a business purpose, and their money is made on the leads and the sales that come from, uh, that come from growing a channel. Now, at a certain point, those two will merge, right? Right. If you think of like the base of a pyramid, because you're going to get to a point where all of your business or most of it comes from YouTube and, and now you're making videos to make money. And so the two have blended and now you're a YouTuber. So I call myself a YouTuber. I coach biz tubers, right? I coach business people that are, are trying to grow a channel. Now, why is that different? Well, because as a YouTuber, you know, your goal is going to be like subscribers, and views, okay? That's gonna be like your primary, and really it's views because subscribers mean less than you think it might mean, but it's a vanity metric that people still look at. So what we say to the BizTuber is, look, as a BizTuber, what you wanna be doing is establishing your business as the number one brand uh, in your field. And you do that by creating videos that answer the questions your audience is already asking. Okay, that's one part of it. So finding these keyword videos or really making videos that aren't even the videos you want to make, but having the right wording or the right titling, okay, is very, very important. The other part of that is converting that into traffic for your company. So if you can imagine, and I know YouTubers will build entire channels off of keywords only, okay? Right. For us, keywords are one you know, one wheel on the car. So if you can imagine a, a you know, a, a car driving got four tires on it, right? Like one of those tires is SEO, but the other tire of that is a passion topic, right? You need to talk about things as a biz tuber that nobody else is talking about and do so in a way that frames the conversation around you. Do you think a lot of people fall into that trap where maybe they, you know, they're looking at keywords first? Yes. And that's all they're looking at. And what, what happens when that happens? Great question. When you build a channel that is totally SEO-based, you are becoming what's called a utility channel, and nobody wants to be a tool. Think <laughs> about it. When somebody calls you a tool, that's not a compliment. But, but here's what happens. When you become the channel that's only found through search, you are literally an encyclopedia. And I grew up with like physical encyclopedias. And as a punishment... My parents would make me copy pages out of the encyclopedia. Like, go in your room, copy these five pages. It was boring. And yet BizTubers, like they go out there and they're like, I want to be just this encyclopedia channel. Well, here's what that does. That brings a bunch of people to your channel. And, and it does work this way. In fact, this is what I did. And I, I kind of got myself into a hole uh, doing this early on in my career because the only traffic to my channel was search engine traffic. Right. And here's what happens is somebody goes and they search for something like how to fix a bathroom sink. They go and they find your video and they skip through it to find the parts that they need. And you all have done this. I know everybody listening has yep. done this. You skip through it. You watch the part that you need, which does what? It tanks your watch time. So you've got this like seven minute video. People are watching only 45 seconds of it. The next part of that is as soon as they get what they want, they X out of it and they go do the thing that they were trying to do, right? You teach them how to build a Word doc or, or a, a, you know, master Google Sheets they fast forward, find the part they need, do the thing, and then they go share it with their entire network and tell everyone it's their own work. They never will say, hey, 
Super thanks to this YouTube video that helped me make this great PDF document for y'all. That will never happen. So when you build a search channel, you become a utility for someone else's glory. And you have to avoid that. Now, again, that's one wheel of the car. You definitely want to bring people in. But that same guy or girl that came in to the channel on, you know, how to fix a bathroom sink, you want to keep them watching with unique content that's something like, you know, biggest bathroom renovation fails ever, right? Or something interesting, something that is your conversation that you're adding, you know, to the industry that nobody else can copy. Or, you know, if you're a business coach, you know, you might do something like, you know, how to go from five figures to six figures. But then your next video is something like, I almost quit when this happened. Yeah, it's, what I'm hearing is that there's this transition of if you're not, if you're only doing the utility conversations as, as you've kind of called it, the, the difference is where are you leading? Like, where's your own personal perspective and, you know, hence thought leadership coming from? And I'd say, how do you nurture that? How do you nurture that in people for them to like, I want to come up with an idea that's uniquely me. It sounds like we should be tapping into the things that we are like, A, our interests and passions, the things we're naturally maybe curious about our curiosity. Yeah. How do you go about helping people cultivate that? Yeah, that's a great question. So in the the video pro system, right? The programming, production, promotion, and progress. Programming is the very first skill set that we teach. And we have a lot of different strategies that we use to sort of unlock your creativity because many biz tubers, right? They, they, they'll like, you're, you're sitting in the doctor's office and you have this great idea, right? And you, oh, I got to remember that, but you don't write it down anywhere. So you, you finally, then you sit down and do a video and you're like, what was that great idea that I had? And your mind goes completely blank. So the first thing that we teach is to have a document, whether it's a Google notes, Google docs, uh, or a project management system, have a home base that you can go to where when inspiration strikes, you're writing down those ideas. So when you get in front of the camera, you're in a place where you can just start filming, even if you're not inspired to film that day. So like, oh, I'm not really inspired to film, but you go to one of your, your home bases, you look at an idea, you go, I'm going to film that one today. Okay. So number one is have a, a, a home base so that when you're out and about, you're getting a haircut or you're, you're at the, the bank and I'm in an open state. Uh, so, so I can still do those things and inspiration strikes, you know, like write that ish down. The big mistake is, oh, I'm going to film that today. And then you forget about it. Right. So that's the number one thing is like, have a place to write these things down. Now, when it comes to what videos should you create? That's a bigger, that's a bigger conversation. And we have excellent training in the video marketing school.com. But here's what I'll say to do to add to that list right now today. I want you to add to that list the videos that your clients need to hear. So think about your sales system, right? Like what are the conversations that your clients absolutely need to hear? So make a list of those, put all those down. And then make a list of the videos you want to create that are like, I really want to talk about X, Y, and Z. And it's okay if there's overlay. It's okay if there's sort of like crossover. You know, you're going to make the same video a couple times over, right? You're going to make a, a spring version, a fall version, a 2021 version, and so on and so forth, you know? So those two buckets or silos, as we call them, are the first two legs of your table. And in the end, you want to have a table that stands on four firm legs of content that you can rotate through so that you're bringing in different types of audiences all within the same niche that will eventually become your customers. 
Yeah, I, I imagine there's a lot of people that they, they struggle with the ideation process or they hit those roadblocks. So I think that's, it's a, a pretty, you know, you never know when you're going to get an idea. I think for me, I've been at the gym and like my workout that should be an hour takes two because I like, I have to write these ideas down. And if that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, what do you do? That was my favorite part of the gym. You know, when, when, when I went, I don't go to the gym now because like they're open and then they're closed and then it's like, so it's like, forget it. And I just bought some weights and I, I do stuff here, but I used to go to the gym every single morning and I would listen to an ebook to get my brain going. But really I would zone out on that ebook about 15 minutes in. And it's just like ideas, ideas, ideas. And then in the sauna, that's when I would write all those ideas down. And so like, I think that being really disciplined about that, and like, it, you know, if ever I die and people talk about me, I hope that they say Owen was a very disciplined guy, you know, because earlier in my life, I was not, I was a troublemaker <laughs> and I, and I was, and I, I have a very colorful history, but that colorful history led me to a place of like, I don't want to be in trouble all the time. You know, like I want to like have a stable and, and secure life. And I began to be very disciplined in my actions. And I don't look at that as a bad word. You know, uh, I have lots of fun in my life. But I'm working, like I'm disciplined in the work that I do and I'm disciplined in getting it done. And if you can be disciplined in just writing your content down while all your competitors are like thinking about cameras and thinking about like special effects and, and all these things, you're just cranking out video. And if you can just crank out video while all of your competitors are in la-la land, then you're going to find yourself the number one person in your field and it will be apparent in your revenue. Gotcha. I have a couple of things I want to get to. I eventually everyone is going to be like, what, what about growth, Brandon? Because you know, that's like, once you've started, it's the only thing that you're focused on. But before we get to that, I'd like to get to that in a minute. I kind of want to go behind the scenes a little bit and talk about the business model behind personal branding from different, everyone's got their own version of it and like what they put emphasis on and what they don't, but whether it's for you or just what you've seen work well for others, I'd like to hear a little bit about like the business model behind the personal branding and what seems to be successful for people who are leveraging video. Yeah. That, first of all, I think in today's business, there's really, you know, no difference between your company brand and your personal brand. Now that changes kind of the higher up the income scale we go because any, you know, seven figure business is, you know, it might be a personality brand, but there's a team behind that. And I think most of us got into business so that we could walk away, right? We, a lot of us got into business so that we could kind of like move on from this thing and have other people do it. And so that's, I think a very important thing to establish is the difference between like, when are you building your company? And when are you building your personal brand? And I think for most of us, especially those businesses that are under six figures, you know, you have to be building both. You have to be talking about your company and you can do that very easily in your, in your, in your introductions, right? It's like I'm Owen video at the video Right. And you're, you're now connecting yourself and you say it that way every single time. Okay. But like your rant videos, for example, those rant videos, we talk about the four wheels of a car, right? You're going to do some SEO. You're going to do some passion videos. I also call those rant videos, right? These are videos that you don't really need to prep for too much because you're an expert. And if you can't rant for four minutes in a camera, you're not an expert. And I hate to break it to you. <laughs> but if I don't tell you, your mom's not going to tell you. You know what I mean? Because she thinks everything you do is wonderful, right? So if you can't rant on your topic, you know, you're not an expert yet. And maybe you're not ready for YouTube yet, but I'm just going to put that out there. We'll pin that for later. My point is this, is that you're going to do some SEO videos. You're going to do some rant videos, but you're also going to do, 
you know, some sort of like lead generation videos. And those are going to be more like your company videos. What are the videos your company needs to produce that you can either run ads to or you can drive traffic to through an email marketing system? So as like this personal brand, but also running a company, you need to be creating both of those kinds of videos, knowing that they're going to get very different results, right? Your rant videos, your passion videos, those should be going a lot farther. But your, your company videos, sort of your lead generation videos, these aren't going to perform very well from like a popularity standpoint, but they're going to convert at 88%. Right. Right. And let me paint the picture because I imagine the question becomes broad when you don't think about the person. The person being someone who's learned, who's been around in an industry long enough and is ready to, you know, be the expert in their industry, but doesn't know how to run that kind of business where, you know, what they're, they're independent away from the, the job they did as a technician in something. And they're like, well, I know I need to, you know, build my reputation and maybe do some YouTube videos, but like, what's my business model? Yeah. And uh, so I'm uh, for that person, because there's a lot of those, how would you say where you start? Okay. So, so here's where I let's, I, I mean, and if we're talking about like a pure business model, sort of moving away from sure. YouTube, you need to have a personal brand product and you need to have a company product. Okay. So in our business model, the video marketing school is the company's product, right? I have four coaches that contribute to the training. They do some of the calls. I do some of the calls. It's very important for me that I'm I'm never fully disassociated from the brand, but I don't have to do every single call, right? Right, because I'm in every single training video. So now, like that's the company product, right? Where anybody can come in and, and experience the communal expertise of our business. Now, the other part of that is the YouTube Authority Intensive, and that's my personal brand product, right? That's where you work with me personally, and I invest a lot of time there. And it's my elite program, right? So, you know, you got to remember for every minute that, that, that passes you by, you will never get that minute back. Now, you might have billions more or you might get diagnosed with cancer same way I was five years ago. And all of a sudden, your time becomes increasingly more valuable, right? Right Now, I hope that doesn't happen to anybody. And I hate the whole you get hit by a bus tomorrow because chances are you're not going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. Chances are you're going to waste a whole bunch of these minutes and end up at 50 going like, what the hell did I do with my life? Right. And that's the thing I want you to avoid, right? So you got to have sort of like a low level product now. And that's a company product. And I, I don't think you need six of them. And this is what I see a whole bunch of you guys doing is you make all these like free offers and you make all, all of these like $7 courses. Like, don't do that. That's, I know it's being taught at the conferences because I speak at those conferences, <laughs> but that's also sort of like seven years ago's model, right? Like you need to have one core product, okay? And sell the hell out of that product. Now inside that membership group or that, you know, that group coaching or whatever it is that program is, you are looking for people to bring to your high-level product, okay? And that's how you're sort of separating the two. And then as you grow, I think that you can have like multiple levels, like a level one and a level two. And, you know, kind of like McDonald's has like a number one, a number two, and a number three, but you're not McDonald's. And for you to go out and launch with like 17 different products is an extremely bad idea. What you need to do is have one core product, and you are promoting that all the time. And that's what you do. And then people that come into that product, you know, those people are the ones that you're, you're sort of bringing into that next level of your service. And if you start there, you'll find that your marketing gets much simpler and your sales conversions go way up.
Yeah, I appreciate you going down that road with me. It's I think it's really there's so many people that they can become powerful on YouTube if they've they're already an expert in their field, they have a message, but they haven't figured out, you know, how do I make money with this thing? And it's like, yeah, like how do you develop your coaching offering, whatever that thing might be? And if you can find your message, it might help you find your offer. If you can, like I say, if you can use your voice, start using it and find your opinions. Yeah. And you find your voice, you might find the thing that you want to help people learn how to do. You know, and I think that it happens sort of like in unison too. Like there's there's sort of this like getting your message out there will help you develop your offer, but then selling your offer will help you develop your message. Yeah. And what I see is a lot of entrepreneurs sort of stuck in this, I'm going to launch it later. Like, oh, I'm launching next year. And really you should be launching now. And you should be taking that very seriously because you're going to do three, four, five launches. And so this idea of, oh, I'm going to do this launch, but first I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I don't believe in that model. I've done that model. Now I do believe in the launch and I believe in the PLF formula, Jeff Walker. Like I have a lot of belief in that system, but again, it's not the way today that Jeff Walker wrote it six years ago. And, and what you need to be doing, and I've, I've got a client in my elite program right now doing this exact same thing. He came to me as like, I, I have zero clients, I have a full-time job, and, but I'm ready to start my coaching program. So I, he came into our elite program. He came from the, the video marketing school and we identified and we're like, hey, let's get this guy into the elite program. He came into the elite program. And in the first month, he had $1,000 in client contracts for for coaching. So that's $1,000 for six months that he had secured because I told him to start selling your program. And that happened in one-off conversations. There wasn't this giant Facebook ads thing or this giant email campaign, right? He just started talking to people. And then through those conversations, you know, he got objections and he got like, well, what I really like about your program, Jim. And then those became the videos you know, and that became the marketing. So your first clients, you know, they should be trickling in. Now, by the way, by the way, he's up to $5,000 in recurring income from coaching clients and he still has his full-time job. So I want you to think about how much money that is, you know, for real. Right. And that came not from like waiting next year to do a launch. It came from doing the work right now. And even if it's one person, look, you can bring one person into your program. And you can just pour your heart and soul into them and they're going to get great results, right? And that gets them talking and then they bring other people to your program. And so this whole, I know I, cause he's like one person, you know, it's like one person in a group, <laughs> you know, I would tell them like, Hey, look right now, you'd be the first person. So that means that our group calls are all one-to-one. So I would get started today. Yeah. You know, I think people, uh, they may over also overthink the the format of the thing they're teaching. Like, well, I got to build this this program and this campaign and it's digital products. And it's like, we'll just figure out like how, if you want to teach something, you could teach it in a lot of different formats. Like that one client that you signed, maybe that first one is one-on-one video calls or in person. And the next one is a slightly different format with an extra resource. 100%. Absolutely agree with it. You can evolve and adapt that. But uh, I do want to, as we kind of come towards the the back end of the, the interview here, I want to give the people what they, I'm sure, are going to be looking for, which is, how do I grow? How do I get there? And especially for people starting, how do I get those first subscribers? And I, 
I, you know, I've done my research. I know that one of your more popular videos this year has been, how do we get to a thousand subscribers fast? They can watch that on your YouTube channel. Yeah. But give me the teaser here. Give me, or like the, the high level principle that you would lead them to this thing. Okay. Go watch that video. Like <laughs> it's called how to get a thousand subscribers fast. And if you watch that video, you will learn what's the difference between someone who grows on YouTube and someone who doesn't, right? Because if you don't share your channel and the fact that you're doing videos, if you don't let people know I'm doing videos now, I'm doing videos now, then no one's gonna know you're doing videos, right? And there's sort of this, I'm gonna wait until the videos are good before I share them and, and, and that whole thing. So what we recommend, YouTube has this trick where you can add a little snippet of code to your YouTube channel link. And when somebody clicks on that snippet of code, it asks them to subscribe to the channel and they can say yes or no, okay? But once they click it once, they won't see it again. They won't see that pop-up again, which means you can keep sending this link to the same person and they'll only see it once. Like they won't see it again and again and again. But we recommend you share that with people all the time, right? Don't link out to videos. Don't put link in bio to the, to the next video the link in bio should be your subscribe link. So anytime you release a new video, you tell, hey, I just released a new video. It's called like how to get girls quickly. Go watch it on my channel. Link in bio, they click on the link and before they watch the video, it's like, would you like to subscribe? Some will say yes and some will say no. But in the beginning, it's mostly your friends and network. So they're likely to say yes. And that is going to grow your channel super, super fast. So I walk through that entire system. It's like a five-step system, how to create the link and where to share it and all this kind of thing on my YouTube channel. And I recommend you guys all go watch it, owenvideo.com slash YouTube. Just go there. Guess what? That's my subscribe link. So it's going to ask you to subscribe and you'll see how that process uh, works. By the way, if you do that, be sure to write down that you came from uh, Brandon's podcast and uh, I'll be sure to reach out and say hello. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, why is that the magic number, by the way? Why is a thousand the number that, that matters when you're getting started? Well, I think because, you know, really there's milestones on YouTube and your first 100 matter a lot too. Because when you get to a, a 100, then YouTube unlocks some features for you. When you get to a thousand, they unlock more features and really most of the features. Now, there are other milestones at like 10,000. Now you get access to stories and uh, posting on the, like, a, like a news feed. Like YouTube has a news feed. I don't know if you guys knew that, but you can't post to it unless you have 10,000 or more subscribers. Then there's another milestone at 100,000 and then again at a million. So there are these built-in milestones. For example, to get to monetization, you need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. Live video on YouTube, by the way, although I don't think you should build a whole channel around live, but doing lives once a week, twice a month will get your watch time up really, really fast. So that's important to know. But that getting to that 1,000 subscribers is a huge milestone and I think that, that most of my YouTuber friends will agree that the first thousand is the hardest. And once you get to that thousand, like nobody gets there, you know, without some, some blood, sweat and tears. And, and that might be a little bit of an overstatement. I know that, you know, some people can make one video, two videos, and they go super viral and you, all your subscribers come in in the first three months. And that's happened. But for the mo for most of us, 
you know, you're going to scramble to get there, you know, and you're going to work really hard. But what you'll find is that at a thousand, you know, now your, your monthly subscribers are starting to like double and triple, right? Like if you're getting 30 subscribers a month, now you're getting 60. You'll find that YouTube sort of elevates you into this new category of sort of like credible channels and they'll start showing or surfacing your videos to more people. So it's at like, I've seen people go, Kevin Colby, shout out to Kevin, you know, got a thousand subscribers and was at 2000 within, I've known Colby for years. It took him a long time to get to a thousand, but then he hit 2000, like three months later, right? Roger Wakefield is another great example. He hit a hundred thousand a couple of months ago. And within a few months of that was at 200,000. So get those numbers up so that YouTube shows your videos to more people and also don't, you know, don't be so like concerned about the subscriber number. The reason they got subscribers is because they had good watch time on their video, right? So the only reason they got subscribers is because their videos were good, good enough, right? And so you got to make good enough videos to earn the subscribers, which then unlock um, some of the YouTube algorithm secrets. Right. Yeah. Focus on the views. Now I want to be a little bit, uh, kind of selfish here for my podcasting friends, the podcasting community. I love those guys. I'm like, I'll go to their conferences. They're like my people. Uh, I think it's a great way to start. If you like, you're nervous, about all the other things you just want to focus on your message. I think you could start podcasting and then, you know, grow to being ready for video. But I do know that means that you might pick up some bad habits that when you're trying to start a video, you know, channel, you're going to, you know, do the, maybe the lazy things first, which is just, you know, post your, you know, non-interesting audio only show on, on yeah. YouTube. Don't do that. You know, a lot, I'm sure many of us are guilty. What would you say is like for someone who's gotten the, who's, they've been doing that, they've been podcasting they're what they want to switch over. Obviously, besides what I'll throw out there, which is the obvious to me, which is you need to create at least some, if not most YouTube first content. Yeah. What would you say is some of the things that you've seen? You're like, these are things we need to either break or start doing. Yeah, that's a great, another good question. So look, like what you're doing right now, Brandon, is perfect. You're, this podcast should be on YouTube already. Okay, why? Well, number one is because you have a set behind you. And when I say a set, really, you're, you're probably in an office space or like a, a, a loft maybe, but you, your books are intentional. For the audience that can't see, and there's actually some depth behind you, but what I don't see is a mess of papers. I, I, I don't see sort of like distracting sort of imagery on your wall, like everything sort of makes sense, and, and you are clearly in the center of the frame. So you're ready to like, all you need to do is have your engineer just export an MP4 version as well. Right. Right. So you're ready. The podcaster. And again, this is going to go for, I think, most podcasters. If you're in a place where you don't even have a camera, like get a camera and, and ju just start looking at yourself. Like if you guys can't, you guys can't see me, but I've got like a blue wall here and then a TV over here. And I'm sort of like in the center framed up so that I'm like the red wall and the blue wall kind of like meet at my face. Right. And it frames me up. You know, if you've got like a baby crib behind you, that could be okay if you're doing parenting content, but like, you know, I would look at your set and can I present this and people take me seriously? It doesn't have to be fancy. It really just needs to be clean. And by clean, I don't just mean no messes. You know, think of like uh, the guy on Jurassic Park one, remember his desk? 
right? He's like, <laughs> I hate this hacker crap. And he like clears off the desk. You know, you can't have that kind of desk. It's distracting and you look like a slob. But the other part of clean means just having, you know, pictures on the wall that are straight and sort of an intentionality where you are. So I think that that's really it, right? Podcasters should be on YouTube immediately. And then what we've done in the past and what we will do in the future is we record all of our podcasts with video. Right. And our engineer really just uses the MP4 and even adds the sound effects, right? And this was for our podcast, Business of Video, the Business of Video podcast, which you can still find on, on iTunes. But the video version came out on its own YouTube channel. And so there wasn't really much editing that needed to be done additional, right? She just used the MP4 file instead of an MP3 or, or a WAV file. So for most podcasters, I'm going to say, straighten up your area and just get started. Look, most people, no one's going to watch your faceless podcast on YouTube. Right. Just no, one, no one's going to watch it. YouTube's a video platform. So you need to have video, but here's what people do. They put the remote down. Okay. I grew up in the age of remote controls, right? My dad always had the remote control in his hand and you know, he'd flip through it. He'd flip through it. He'd flip through it. He'd flip through it. And then he'd find a football game and he put the remote down. <laughs> and when his arm lowered, that's when we knew we had settled, right? So you need your viewers to kind of like log into you, see you, and then sort of put the remote down. And what that means is now they're going to just like listen on their phone while they're, while they're driving, or they're going to like open up another tab and just listen passively, right? So don't worry about fancy this and fancy that, right? Just put a camera up, straighten up your background and start uploading to YouTube. That will change your life because I'll tell you 25 episodes in might take a while, but 25 episodes in, you're going to find that you've got a following and it's going to be awesome. Amazing. Well, Owen, I think there has been so much today that I've learned. I think the audience has learned. I appreciate you spending your time with us today. And if you guys want to check Owen out, don't forget to follow him on social media at Owen video anywhere you go, especially on Instagram. And if you can visit thevideomarketingschool.com, tons of knowledge there as well. And if you're thinking about getting into it, you know, I endorse Owen, jump into it, sign up for a program. They're reasonable. They're going to help you get to where you need to go. Owen, thanks for coming on today. Hey, it's been a pleasure talking with you and I can't wait to do it again. Appreciate it. All right, guys, catch you guys next week. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to brandsonbrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandsonbrands.com.